Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your majesty. Just, you're going to have to just... I have been saying to Father recently, I don't want to just preach messages. I want encounters with you. Be careful what you ask for. But come on, let's just go deep. Let's go deep, go deep, go deep, go deep. I'm not going to stand too close to the edge of the stage. (laughs) Praise God, praise God. Lord, just in the next little while, whatever there may be, Lord, just do all that you want, all that you want. The hungry, 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 thirsty people that are here on January 1st, 2023, shout it, amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You may take your seats. Just before I get into the message and I just want to uh, just offer you a free gift from me for this year. I just, I can't remember last time I've done it. I just feel stirred in it. It's called Believing in You, a daily devotion that God's asked me to write every day for the rest of my life. I've been writing it for 14 and a half years now every day, and it will be for the rest of my life. He says, there's an overflow of your time with me, Steve. It's not something structured. It's whatever God is speaking to me about, and it's Believing in You. And you can just get that and subscribe that for free if that's a blessing to you. I want to get into God's Word. Can I do that today? You guys are going to really have to help me. Is that cool? I'm going to give you... He can part the Red Sea. He can do anything. He can help me get through some of this Um, today. I I feel that what um, Father wants me to share, if I can have even a little bit more house size, if there are, that would be awesome, but praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What, what God gave me is he downloaded this to me on October 20th when I was out walking with him. He spoke to me. He downloaded a whole message to me just as I was out walking. He said, this is for Numa. The next time you preach on Sunday morning, then only a few weeks ago, Pastor Corey says, you're preaching first of January. You go, okay, great. I know what I've got. As praise God. Um, and so I believe it's on the heart of God. And what Father wants me to talk about is a gift of God that is often not stewarded well by the people of God because we don't recognize it as a gift of God. You can't steward what you aren't aware of. And so today I wanna take a little bit of time here and uh, I'm gonna have to just go with the flow here, praise the name of the Lord. But I wanna talk about God's gift of time. God's gift of time. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What it's not talking about is you don't have to number your days as in for me, 
Um, I've been alive 18,149 days, Stace. 18,149, not because I'm numbering them each day, but because I Googled how old am I in days, hallelujah. But this is not saying you have to wake up every morning, okay, I'm 18,149 days old. This is teach us to number, teach us to, teach us to, Keep before our attention and mind every day when we wake up. This is a significant day. This is not just another day. It's a significant weighty day. It's a God-designed, God-authored day. And then you gain the heart of wisdom. God gives wisdom to those that wake up with the sense of this is a gift of time. Lord started to speak to me and said, what do you do in your spare time? What do you do in your free time? He said, have you ever ran out of time? Have you ever wasted time? And then he said, one of those statements is valid and the others are not. And I want you to stay and I'm gonna unpack this. So what is God's view of time? Time is more than the ticking of seconds on a clock or the turning of the pages on a calendar. The starting point of time is, it is a supernatural creation. The starting point of our view of time is, it is a supernatural creation. Anyone alive and well this morning? Genesis chapter one, verse 14 to 19. I tell you right now, I'm gonna preach fast, so you need to listen fast and let it go deep into your spirits. Can we deposit something? Come on, Genesis 1, 14. To 19, and God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark, to distinguish sacred times and days and years and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. Don't you love it when God says, and it is so. Come on. That's the word of the Lord for some of you in this room right now. God said, and it is so. This year, God said, and it is so. Facts might not say so. Circumstances might not say so. So, so Come on, feelings might not say so. The economy might not say so. The politicians might not say so. But if God said it, it is so. That should be our stance this year. And God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day. What is it? Come on, what is it? And the other, the lesser light to govern the night, what is it? He also made the stars and God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth to govern the day and the night. So he made the sun, he made the moon so that it could be night, that there could be day and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good and there was evening, come on, and there was morning, what? The fourth day. Mm-hmm. I love this. The starting point of time is this a supernatural creation. Time itself is one of God's greatest creations. Um, and uh, let me back this up. It's not just that God created time, which is supernatural, but it's that He created the ingredients to govern and determine and have time, the sun for the day and the moon for the night, and He only created them on the fourth day. God made the ingredients needed for time three days after He needed the first day. Don't tell me He can't do it. Did you get it? The first time I saw that, it blew my mind. Come on, day one. That was a version of tongues I've never heard before. We need to understand. It's like a turkey tongues. 
oh, how a meeting can change in 15 minutes. We need to understand. <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. We need to understand that God made not only time as a supernatural creation, but he thought, I'm actually gonna wait today for to make the ingredients needed for the first day. You need to understand the supernatural reality of the creation of time. <laughs> Therefore, it is an incredible gift to us. No one owns time but God. No one owns time but God. Everything that God gives us is to be stewarded, not owned. Nothing is to be owned. None of the gifts of God, come on, Time is not to be owned, it is to be stewarded, taken care of. Therefore, statements like my time and your time and spare time and free time are not accurate statements. How can you have your time when, no, God says it's my time, you just look after my time. The reason this is significant for us on the first day of this year is because our view of time will determine how we walk every second of every day because it's either my free time, my spare time, I can do what I want with my time. Come on, church. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. You don't have a single second that you own. We simply steward what God owns. Ecclesiastes 3.1 to 8. I don't know how it happened, but there's so much water over this. Praise God. Hello out there. Ecclesiastes, I'm just preaching myself happy. Is that good? Is this all right for Sunday morning, first, first day? Come on, first day of 2023. There is a time for everything. I don't have time. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There is time for everything, a time for everything. And there is actually a season for every activity under the heavens. If you're running out of time, maybe it's because you're doing something that's not under heaven. Mm. There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. We know that, right? There's a time to plant, there's a time to uproot, there's a time to kill, there's a time to heal. There's a time to tear down and there's a time to build. Come on, come on, let's get into this. Man, this is wet around here. Let's let's get into this. There's a time to tear down and there's a time to build. In, In church life, it's always about a time to build. If we don't understand there's also a time to tear down, we will actually be out of sync with God's intention for given moments. There's a time to weep, there's a time to laugh, there's a time to mourn, there's a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Come on, we think, no, 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 no. there's always a time to embrace. No, there's a time to refrain. We need to know what it is time for. A time to search, a time to give up. Surely not. We don't give up. No, 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 there's a time to give up. Mm. There is a time to keep and there's a time to throw away. Surely not. A time to hear, sorry, tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. 
Surely not, we're believers, it's always about love. No, there are some things that it's time to hate some things. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. But sometimes we're out of sync with God because we're loving something when we should be hating something. Other times we're hating something that we should be loving. What is it the time for? And a time for war and a time for peace. There is a time for everything under heaven. Therefore, we need to know what it is time for moment by moment. We need to know what it is time for moment by moment. Many people ask the question, what time is it? In a room this size, ask what time it is, we'd all say about the same thing. But that's a good question, but it's not the valid question. The question is not what time is it, the correct question that we need to ask every moment of this year is not what time it is, but what is it time for? I want to know what the clock says. No, I need to know what God says about this moment. Am I making sense? The only one who can answer this is God. What is the time for? I can't answer that. Stacey, you can't answer that. Sally, you can't answer that. Josh, Kelly, will you? I can't answer what is it the time for. God has to determine. He's the creator of time. He's asked me to take care of it. Therefore, he knows what he wants done in that moment. Hmm. I'm regularly asking God, what is it time for? What is it time for? Can I say something confronting? from my own life, sometimes I don't ask God what it is time for because I know that he might say something different than what I wanna do. You guys are way more spiritual than me and I know that you float through and harps are playing and angels are singing all the time over your life and that's all good for you. But for me, sometimes I don't ask him because I actually wanna just sit down and do this and I know if I ask him, he might say do this. Whose time is it? Many times our struggle is not that we're doing something wrong, but that we're doing something different than what God has authored for that particular time. Galatians 5, 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This is not just about direction, this is about timing. Let us keep in step. It's not just about direction, it's about timing. Man, I don't dance, I, I look like a frog in a blender. I don't dance, but uh, people that do properly and they do dancing with partners and all that, it's not just about direction, it's about timing. You can see people going in the same direction out of time and it's all wrong. Are you hearing me? Let us keep in step, not just direction, but timing. What is it time for right now? In this meeting, I am listening the whole time. Down here, I'm going, I'm sitting here, God, what am I doing now? Yeah. Not what do I wanna do, what are you doing, what am I, what do you want me to do even now? The reason I change direction so many times in my preaching and stopping is not because I don't know what I'm doing, it's because I don't want to be doing what I want to do, I want to do what my Father is doing. And this is not in the pulpit. 
alone. This is in your work, in your family, in your day-to-day, in your rest, in your recreation. Come on. Shit, I'm okay. That was meant to be recreation, but take recreation, take whatever you want. I don't care. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered. Not just direction, timing by the Lord. And he, God, delights in his way. The reason God delights in the way of the one whose steps are ordered is because he's the one who ordered the steps. God delights in what he offers. But we've reduced God to a bless my steps, but he says, I want to order your steps. Hmm. Psalm 37, 23 says, the steps of good people are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. It says in Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways acknowledge him. In all your ways submit to him. In all your ways say, what next, Lord? What next, Lord? What next, Lord? And he shall direct your paths. In 2023, I believe, it is important for us to ask three questions. Now, there's lots more, but these are the three that Father spoke to me. Are you doing okay? I'm going to need a pizza after this. Okay, first question. Barbecue meatloaves. First question, is it the time to serve or is it the time to sit? This year, staying on track with God's intention, you need to, in the moment, everyone say in the moment. Not this year is it time to serve or time to sit. In the moment is it time to serve or time to sit. Sometimes you're standing there and you might be one that's often on the prayer line and you feel the Holy Ghost go, no, no, not right now. I just want you to sit. If you go to serve, you're out of sync. But alternatively, some of you might be sitting for a while and this is where I like and God goes, get up and serve you and I'm gonna sit and worship you. If you don't get up and serve, you're out of sync. Mm. The, the, the next question is, is it time to refrain or is it time to engage? This applies to conversations and relationships. Hmm. There are plenty of times in the conversations that I have that I'm in conversation, I go to say something because I get this pearl of wisdom, I think, and, and uh, I go to say something, the Holy Ghost goes, be quiet. I might say something that might be really helpful, but if God's told me to be quiet, I have misused His gift of time. Sometimes in conversations we are engaging when we are meant to be refraining. Social, come on, social media. Conversations with other believers. Sometimes we are engaging when we should be refraining, but conversely, sometimes we are refraining when we should be engaging. I'll leave that to someone else. And God says, I'll put my words in your mouth. How about you do it? What is it time for? And the third one, is it the time to share the gospel or is it the time to stay silent. What are you talking about? It's always a time to share the gospel. Well, Acts 16, verse six, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. There is nothing wrong with preaching the word, and Sheree Rice said, 
She stood out under the Holy Ghost. Uh, the, the, preaching the word is always something that we would say is always the right time. But God said to Paul, I don't want you to go there and preach the word right now. Can I just say something else by the Spirit right now? Avoid this statement. When you're going through something that doesn't make sense, avoid this statement. One day it will make sense. Some of us are waiting to make sense till we move on. It's not about making sense. It's about just the keeping in step and the trusting, even if it doesn't make sense. Come on. Oh, my God can save us from the fiery furnace. Our God will save us. But even if he does not, we will not bow the knee. Yeah. Preaching the gospel. Is it time to preach the gospel? Is it time to stay silent? The Lord told Paul at this time, I want you to stay silent. When I was being so intentional about saying the right thing to win some unsaved family members in my own family, the Lord said to me once, unless I tell you to say something, keep your mouth shut. Surely not. He's always telling you, no, there's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent. And then he backed it up by saying, I'm a better Holy Spirit than you are, Steve. <laughs> it's, it's almost rude, isn't it? But we need to, sometimes silence is golden, sometimes it's not. Sometimes speaking is the right thing, sometimes being quiet is the wrong thing. John 5, 19, Jesus gave them this answer, very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. Listen, he can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does. What's it time for? I need to be seeing what the father's doing. This is not just for him, it's for you. You and I are in this world. We're called to be like Jesus, 1 John 4, 17 says. And in John 17, verse four, Jesus said to the father, I brought you glory by finishing the work that you gave me to do. Here's an interesting question that came to me. Why didn't Jesus start ministering earlier than the age of 30? Have you ever wondered that? He had the whole world to save. You're leaving it a bit late. Did he not know his calling? He was 12, he knew I'm about my father's business. Was he not educated enough in the things of the spirit? You better believe not. He, was, he knew the word, he was, he was empowered. He knew God, he knew his mission. There's only one reason why Jesus didn't start ministering until he was 30, because it wasn't the right time. Some of you know what you're called to do. The issue is not knowing your calling, it's the timing. Yeah. Many in this room and many in the body of Christ have been discouraged and disillusioned because they've questioned, did God say? And it's not that you didn't hear God say, you haven't got clarity on the timing. Yeah. Yeah. When we say we don't have time for that, we're saying, I don't believe that's the best use of God's gift of time right now. Yeah. It's not what God is telling me to do in this moment. I have more and more people asking to catch up with me and asking me to speak into their lives and it's an awesome thing, it's a wonderful thing. But there are times when no is the answer and it's becoming increasingly that way, why is that? Because when I some ask God, 
what do you want me to do with this? Sometimes he says, I want you to pick it up. And other times he says, I don't want you to do that right now. It's not the time for it. Hmm. But we must ensure that it is God saying no. I, I know time's almost gone, but can, can, can we stick with me for a few more minutes? Is this right? We must ensure it is God saying no. If you have planned to rest and a need is presented before you, what do you do in that moment? I need you to hear this right now. If you plan to rest and a need is presented to you, what do you do? There's some in this room that say, well, then you should rest. Others would say, no, it's a need. You need to meet the need. There are two possibilities. In, in, in Luke 10, verse 40, the Mary and Martha thing, it says that Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Remember, Martha invited Jesus into the home. What were the preparations that had to be made? Preparing food for Jesus who she invited in. Surely that's always the right thing to do, to serve Jesus. Well, in this case, Jesus has said to Mary, you have chosen, to Martha, Mary chose the better part. Right now it's the time to sit, not serve. Come on, are you with me, church? So sometimes when we go to serve, the Lord might say to you, sit. This is a word of release for some of you in this room right now. But don't make a method out of that. Mm -mm. Because in Matthew 14, verse 13 and 14, says when Jesus heard what had happened, and talking about the death of his cousin John the Baptist, how many people know this is a traumatic time? He withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Are you getting the heart of what Jesus needs right now? I need some rest and refreshing with my father. My heart is grieving. I need some me time. Ever been there? And it says, in hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. And when Jesus landed and saw the large crowd, he had compassion on them and he healed the sick. Jesus ministered to people when he needed rest and refreshing. Martha tried to minister to the Lord when she needed to sit at his feet. And we need to understand it's not always about right or wrong. Sometimes it is about what is it the time for? Really really this year, the make or break of your life will not be in your busyness, but in your synchronicity mm, to what the Spirit is saying right now. You're in this conversation, the Holy Ghost, quiet, okay? The outcome of that conversation, there have been many times where I felt the prompting, I've obeyed, disobeyed the prompting, I've gone, and the conversation got derailed. Hello. Anybody else? And it's not that you're saying something bad, it's just that the Holy Ghost has said, no, no, I've got this right now. Do we trust Him? Praise the name of the Lord. Acts 3, 1 to 10, and I'll try to land this thing. Banking, head on back, and just stay with me for a couple more moments here. Come on, I'm a Numa. I love Numa, that run sheets of guidelines. I love it. Not that anyone's told me when to finish. Praise the name. Acts 3, 1 to 10. Will you stay engaged for a few more moments, please? I want you to get this. You might know this story, but I pray by the Spirit of God, you're about to hear something you might not have heard before. Are you ready? 
One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple. Going up where? Come on, talk to me. Going up where? They're going up to the temple at the time of prayer. What time was it? Okay, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. Everyone say Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. People coming past him because why? We are going to the temple because it's the time of prayer. And when Peter and John were about to enter, why? Because that's what they were doing. He asked them, the layman asked them uh, for money. And Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his full attention, expecting to get something from them. Can I just say, in your world this year, people should look at you expecting to get something from you. Not something from you that drains you, but something of the Spirit of God. Then Peter looked at him and said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. And taking him by the hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong and he jumped to his feet and he began to walk and then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, get this, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. The Lord's just speaking to me right now. This is a case similar to the feeding of the 5,000, which we celebrate. But Jesus never intended to feed the 5,000. He told the disciples to feed the 5,000, but they said, we can't. So he stepped in and he did what he told them to do. Now, all these people were looking and celebrating that they recognized him. Why? Because they walked past him because they're going to the temple because that's what we're doing. But Peter and John said they had the Spirit of God say, stop, you're going here, but I have a divine appointment for you right here. Sometimes going into the temple to pray is actually the distraction if God is saying, release life here. See, they didn't stop because they didn't want to get distracted. Mm. But distraction is doing something different than what God has authored in a moment. That's all that distraction is. It's not that you're doing this and you should have been doing that. It's that you're doing something different than what God has authored. And the potential danger of distraction is this. God showed it to me years ago and it has distraction distraction dis the absence or removal of traction when a four wheel drive is stuck it needs traction which is power provided for movement Distraction is not, I was going to read my Bible because I felt drawn to it, but I got caught up on Netflix. It's not just I did something different, but the power of that was provided for my movement forward and God is removed in that moment because I'm doing something different than what God has authored in that moment. You want power from the Holy Ghost? to live 2023 in a way that the Father is glorified. 
that the world encounters God through you. The key is not to work it out, it's to walk it out in step with the Holy Ghost. The key is not to go, in this situation, I will do this. Even God said to Jeremiah, I will put you in the situations. You open your mouth, I will fill your mouth. So I'm just calling us back to redeeming the time. Let me read this last verse here. Ephesians 5. 15 to 16 says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. See, it doesn't say not as bad, but as good. Not, no, no, not as unwise. I've just seen a connection, Stace. I've just seen a connection where it says, come on, teach us the number of days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> this day, this moment is a gift from you, God. What do you want me doing? What is it the time for? Yeah. Mm, be very careful. Be full of care. Do you know that careful really is the word steward? I said, God, see, God owns time. We don't. We just take care. We steward. We take care. I want you to be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Hear me, church. Making the most of every opportunity is not how the world defined. There's an opportunity here to go to advance, to get more money, to get ahead. That's not what it's talking about. The way you make the most of every opportunity is to hear what the Father wants you to do and then to do it. It might take you backwards in the eyes of the world. It might take you sideways in the eyes of the world, but it'll take you forward in the eyes of your God. Now stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I just want to invite us, church, to dedicate this year to live every moment for the glory of God. What is it the time for? I heard the Lord say it's time to be recommissioned. It's time to say yes to God. Recommissioned means to be commissioned again, and commission means to entrust someone with authority to do something. God says, I want to entrust you with authority to do the things that I have authored. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if that's you, I just want you to say yes, Lord. God, I want to live every moment for the glory of God. Father, we dedicate our lives to you because our lives are not our own. We've been bought with a price, but we also acknowledge, Lord, that our time is not our own. It's not ours, it's yours. And we will steward it for the glory of God. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.